Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of The Reality Informant. I am coming to you on a Sunday afternoon. You know, I really felt like last week was an emotional roller coaster in relation to Bravo TV, okay? And as a fan and someone who has been invested in these shows and these franchises for years, this week was tough, okay? From a news cycle perspective, okay, let's just let's just recap what happened last week outside of the shows that were actually on air, okay? We had Drew and Ralph filing for divorce 61 minutes apart, all right? We saw Michael Darby, Michael Darby, that's how I will say it because it's just the only way I can say it without feeling angry. Michael Darby was suing Candace, okay, for defamation. Wow. Peter and G and Mia, <laughs> G and Mia, I guess, are one and the same, right, are fighting on socials, right? They're going back and forth. And, of course, we have our Vanderpump Rules mess, okay? So there's been a lot going on. And last week, I had a couple opportunities to basically record a podcast and go on someone's YouTube channel. So let me talk about those. Okay. First, I spoke with Housewives and Chit Chat, who, if you do not know Elle, she is truly a light. Okay. And she is so freaking funny. And I feel like whenever I'm listening to her, you know, stories, her videos, whatever content she's putting out, I really feel like it's just me and her just you know, like shooting the shit when it's not. That's a parasocial relationship, Al. Okay, that's not real. But I did get the chance to finally connect with her. And she is as wonderful as she seems she would be. Um, So down to earth. We got right into it. We were obviously talking about Jersey, which you guys know is my um, one true love. But I, I am open to others. And we spoke about it all and this last week's episode, and it was so much fun. We, I actually hopped on her YouTube, which is cool. So she has a whole YouTube segment with Monsters and Critic, and I was on there just doing like a 10-minute like rundown post-show. That was really fun. Then we did, you know, my record with her, actually it was like two weeks ago. I had her on talking about Potomac and Jersey. So go back and look at that one. That was such a good conversation. And for two people who respectively love each of those franchises, meaning Potomac and Jersey, to have us both (laughs) talking about it was amazing. So take a look at that. That's posted already. I think it's from like two weeks ago. Um, Maybe it was last week's episode. Uh, Forgive me. Um, But it's a good one. So check that one out. So that happened. And then also, I got to do a podcast with Besties by Bravo, who is Caitlin Marshall. And she is a hoot. Honestly, it's so funny when you meet people who, you know, you see online and you're not really sure how it's going to go. These two people in particular, I knew that it would just be easy. And it really was. And it was like picking up the phone or FaceTime, I guess, and chatting with your friend about the craziness that is these shows that we watch. And it's really nice to be able to connect with people. And that was always my goal, really, was to just find um, a hobby and a community of people who you can just talk about all this stuff with. It's fun, you know? So look out for those 
three different things. So we got a podcast here with Housewives and Chit Chat where we were talking about Potomac and New Jersey's, not this last week's episode, but the week before, but it's really good to listen to. So, so do that. And then, like I mentioned, I was on a YouTube video recap show with Housewives and Chit Chat, which was amazing. And again, the podcast with Besties by Bravo, Caitlin Marshall. So that'll be out soon. I think she said she was posting it um, early this week. So look out for those things, guys. Amazing. Um, I have on deck a couple of creators that I think you guys are super familiar with. And one that I'm going to actually, my homework after I'm done, um, you know, chatting with you guys is I'm going to reach out to one creator in particular who I've mentioned before, who is so on the same page with me as it relates to Vanderpump Rules. And I love to have differing opinions, but I just feel like the nature of Vanderpump Rules right now is really uniting the Bravo fandom. So I'm going to just go and shoot my shot with her and hopefully we can talk about all of this this week. Um, So I will look out on my socials and see, you know, what the story is. I'm going to be working to sharing um, weekly, you know, who's going to be on, what you can expect so that you guys can share with me, you know, your thoughts, any questions you have, you know, maybe rumors that you're hearing that you want us to kind of dive into and dissect a little bit more. Um, again, here at the Reality Informant, the goal is to really just get to the truth. Now, we are a baby podcast. We are new. So it takes time to get our sources. We have some sources that we're really proud of and we're very lucky to have. Um, but, you know, the roster's got to grow, guys. So you reach out to me if you have any information that you want me to address here. Um, otherwise, we're going to go off of what we're all seeing, right? I'm just like you, a fan like you. My phone blew up. This last week, I think my Apple usage percent was like, I don't know, embarrassingly high. Um, And I'm sure you feel the same. So let's just talk about it all. Um, And then, you know, I'll save some thoughts around the episodes that happened last week. I'll just do a high level. You know, I'm getting into Jersey. You know it. Um, But let's talk. Let's chat. It's a this is a you and me kind of podcast day. Okay. first up, we got we got the Drew and we've got the. Okay, first up, we got Drew and Ralph filing for divorce. I am openly, I feel like Atlanta is one of the ones that I watch in and out. And I used to watch it so religiously. And now I just haven't been as checked in. I definitely have to. But I was, like I said, I was on this podcast with um, Besties by Bravo last week. And she was really talking about this. And she had a lot of thoughts. Um, the 61 minute apart situation was like, I mean, like that's savage and amazing. And I, you know, without full context, it's hard for me to like really um, comment on it. But I will say, I think didn't everyone sort of feel like this was happening? Uh, So I guess I'm not shocked. But I love I love the pettiness with the time frame. Like to me, that's that's I mean, if you're getting divorced, for the most part, (laughs) I I mean, I've seen divorce, but I've not seen the most. positive divorce experiences. Um, so, you know, I, the, the pettiness is not lost on me. So that was, that was something that I was definitely, uh, laughing about to myself. Obviously I don't want marriages to dissolve, but this one seemed like it was on its way out. Let's get into my Darby and Candace. Okay. Oi, oi, oi. 
I said this and I, I've, I was seeing people saying this throughout the week too. So I'm glad I'm not the only one. Doesn't this make you think about the reunion and the way Ashley was being like overly nice about Micah Darby? I just felt like she was, I don't know. I picked up this energy. It's like, why are you saying so many things about him? Like you didn't really like say he was a bad father. Like she didn't really say that. I never saw her say that. I don't think she did. Um, so it was just sort of like, what, what are we doing? What are you trying to do here? Are we trying to like, appeal? like, obviously this was a point of contention that you're talking about this right now and making it very clear to us all that he's not a bad dad. Like, okay, okay. Partner, terrible. Dad, mm. I mean, listen, I'm not there every day, so I cannot comment on parenting. And as a parent myself, I try to stay away from that. But marriage, Michael Darby is not cut out for. That's what I'll say. Anyway, um, yeah, I just this whole like him going after Candace thing and then just taking into account the way Ashley was at the reunion. I really was saying to myself, oh, boy, like, did he did he have similar conversations with Ashley? And that's why Ashley's like basically going back and making sure that she's very clear about her stance on that to protect herself. Like, I don't know. Also, two million dollars. That's what Michael Darby is suing Candace for. Ashley's home is worth $2 million. Just a very, very interesting situation. Um, I'm very curious to see how this will all play out. And you guys know I love the Bravo docket. If you do not follow the Bravo docket, they're a great legal. They are lawyers. They're two lawyers behind this account. And they break down all of these cases so we can understand a, like what actually is going on? B, like is this a is this a case that has legs? Like did, will will Micah Darby have something to stand on? Um so she did a or they did, excuse me. They did a really interesting breakdown on that. So I I will give them props. Like please, please anytime anything happens legally within the Bravo universe, they're my go-to. So I just love to to mentioned them um but they did uh, a post about this and yeah it's just like interesting I don't know what you guys think I'm I am of the mindset is like yeah the guy's a litig litigious guy but I mean Candace went the legal route too with Mo with Monique so I'm just like what is what is gonna happen here I'm very interested so yeah that happened too so that was like honestly a pretty that was I felt like that was a big deal last week and then we see Peter and G and Mia fighting on social media but like Mia's been doing that a lot lately so I mean there's a lot of back and forth there um again I I just feel like Mia just gets caught up in a lot of like un, like half truths I don't know if it's the way she says it she's pointing out what like blatantly lying that's one thing but I also just feel like she has a way of saying things that leaves it open to questioning. <laughs> so I, I don't know her whole thing. I mean, listen again, I, I am one of those people that I try to see the good in you um, until it's like again and again and again. And I'm, I am like, what the hell? Look, this person, I don't know. I'm just like, listen, she understands how to fuel fires, right? I don't know. I don't know. So they're going back and forth. But listen, everyone's like, oh, that's annoying, whatever. But we're moving on with our day. And then, and then TMZ breaks the story that Sandoval and Ariana 
break up. Okay. First of all, before I even like really saw the headline, when I heard that, I was like, that's sad. But if you've been watching this show for a long time and you're invested in these people and their relationships and whatnot, personally, I never got it. I just never really understood it, but I wasn't in it. So, you know, not my circus, not my monkeys, but I, from the outside, was questioning why Ariana was staying in this for a long time. There were so many things that happened throughout these seasons, right? Um, also, I always thought Sandoval, Sandoval was a bit of a narcissist. Like, he just really didn't really care about anybody else. It was always about him and, you know, through his eyes and... I mean, even like watching the beginnings of this season when Tom Schwartz is, <laughs> but when Tom Schwartz is really just talking about how Sandoval went MIA for a couple months to be in his band, which I did not realize, guys, was a cover band. Now, listen, I'm from Long Island. There are many cover bands that do really well, actually. There's one in particular that, follow, I don't know if you guys know his name, I think it's Mike. Del Juche? Am I like totally? I'm gonna, somebody's gonna come after me. But he's basically a Billy Joel cover band guy, and they make so much money like, so much money. So, listen, cover bands can be lucrative, but uh, yeah, I mean, that that definitely changed things for me when thinking about, you know, how serious he was taking this band. And, you know, when I heard those comments, I was sort of like, this guy, this guy is a piece of work. He really is. And well, he is for sure. <laughs> um, so this, just to go back anyway, I see this article, I see the headline and I'm like, mm, that's sad, but like, I'm not too shocked. Like, I feel like Ariana was coming around to like, that was being, that was the reality. I also felt like we had been seeing like teasers and promos of them fighting. So I'm like, okay, maybe they're just like getting ahead of it and whatnot. whatnot, whatnot. Well, huh, was I wrong? I was so wrong. I was like, oh. anyway, let me get to the TMZ article literally reads, Hold, hold on to your pants. Tom Sandoval and Ariana Maddox call it quits, dot, dot, dot. Allegations he treated with co-star Raquel Levis. Okay, I didn't even see the allegations part. I was just like, oh, damn. But then I see the picture that they chose, and it's like literally, you know, Raquel's right in the middle. And it is, I, my, my heart sank to my butt, you guys, for multiple reasons. Okay. Let's take a step back. Let's talk about this season alone and my commentary, if you've been following it. I said, wow, the real the girls are really giving this season. This is like episode two. I'm like, you this is great. Like everyone is supporting each other. It feels like really authentic. Raquel is going through her like mid-20s life crisis, which is so real. And I think I've mentioned this multiple times, but like that breakdown is not a unique experience. I think myself, most of my girlfriends from 25 to 28 had a breakdown, each of us respectively, <laughs> because it's a really challenging time. I think, you know, there are social stresses in terms of just like social norms and 
and where you should be in your life and what you should be doing with your life at this point. And there's just a lot of pressure and so many things are changing. And I really felt like Raquel was experiencing that. And, you know, I was being empathetic to, you know, her, you know, her trying to get with Schwartz was like really do not, in my opinion, like stupid, meaning stupid. And I could not really justify that I thought that was weird anyway and I know there were there was a lot of back and forth and discord with the fans basically saying but guys like that's how they got together in the first place meaning um there was so much discourse in this like fandom about how like why are we caring about how Katie is reacting because they were never friends anyway like they were really not friends and Katie wasn't nice okay here's what I'll say to that and to those people I get it but they were in the same friend circle and Raquel is close with Sheena right like Sheena was close with Schwartz and Katie like, that is just awkward. And now we know that, you know, Sheena was really encouraging the whole thing and whatnot, whatnot. R- regardless, I just feel like you have to have enough awareness <laughs> to understand that that is a messy decision. You're going to create divides. Now, I don't think she really cared. I really don't think she cared. I think she was going with it. But you know what? You know why she didn't care? Because this whole time she's really with Sandoval. <laughs> so she's like, whatever, it's not a big deal. Just like defending herself. Where, meanwhile, she's sitting on this huge lie and deceit. And it's just like, now it makes sense. She was sort of like, whatever, whatever. It's not that big of a deal. Because she's like in a bigger shitstorm. And she realizes that she's going to get out of it. I don't know. The whole thing, or thought she was going to get out away with it. Excuse me. Um, I just really, I'm really upset about where we were and where we are. So, you know, I, I was also saying that, you know, Lala was going to be a great like story to see this season because we're seeing her now, um, you know, single as a mom, you know, her priorities are different. She's approaching this differently. You know, Katie's obviously coming off of the divorce with Schwartz. And I'm just like, you know what? I cannot wait for this season. It's going to be a girl's girl's season. Well, I think it still will be. And it'll go down as a season that really encouraged female friendships and that like sisterhood and support system. But it is going to be so hard to watch this season play out knowing what we know and watching the lies just happen. I mean, we are literally this. I, th- let's just run through like what I guess the timeline. I, I don't even know how to get through this. Like, it's just so much. And I, I know a lot of you guys have seen this already. So I don't want it to be like, Allie, you're you're repeating everything that we've already heard. OK, so we know TMZ posts then. OK, this is so funny. Like, this was just a crazy day. TMZ posts. And I'm, we're all like, I mean, this can't be real, can it? It's TMZ. Then we see Ariana delete her socials and we're all like, oh shit, is this real? 
Then what I saw, which was like the nail in the coffin for me, where I'm like, no, this is this has happened. James Kennedy, <laughs> James Kennedy takes to his Instagram and posts the TMZ story, like full picture headline, everything, which is amazing. And then we see, you know, Ariana's brother speaks out. He puts a whole comment on there basically saying, you know, it's funny to watch people social climb and be so fake that they're willing to shit on people that are supposed to be their quote unquote best friends. Um, I'll just come up or have some sort of storyline. This lifestyle in this group is beyond toxic and I wouldn't recommend it to anyone. All just for clout from a corny ass network like Bravo TV. LOL. Tom's a tryhard having a midlife crisis with his cringy band and Raquel has faked her way to the top trying to make something of her life willing to step on whoever to get there, starting with James. Wow. Sellout type lame shit. Let's all remember that Raquel was a fan of the show before all of this. Does anyone pay attention? Um, can we just make a comment on that? On the She was a fan before this. I don't think there's anything wrong with being a fan of this stuff and then eventually being on the show. Like, I don't, I don't think that's weird. But it's notable. You know, it's like it's it's part of the context. I think you need to, like, understand who we're talking about here in in the whole picture. OK, so fair. I also saw on Twitter or maybe it was TikTok, somebody basically posted that. In high school, Raquel went by Rachel. Now, I am I'm going to say on that. Who cares? Also, maybe I'm maybe I'm being a little bit empathetic because I my so my name's Alexandra, right? A L I X A N D R A. I have gone by Allie, Al, Alex. I tend to go by Alex in like I don't know, like public spaces. I know in college I went by Alex. My best best friends from like childhood call me Al, Allie. Um, but I, I'm not changing my name to like some really cool like I don't know. Hollywood name I don't know so I don't I don't really like care about that so much but it's just proving a point like she was obviously going to LA to like make something of herself whatever that may be um so Ariana's brother says all this which I do not blame him for then we see all of the comments that are just going on to James Kennedy's TMZ posts right so (laughs) Someone po- someone commented, these two are the most high- vile subhumans I've ever met. James Kennedy writes, correct. Lala says, I've been telling y'all, everyone said I was a quote-unquote bully. It's called you trigger me and I see, who you, I see you for who you are. I've known these two are disgusting from the jump. Yeah, they are not holding back, okay, at all. Then we see Raquel unfollows. Oh, excuse me, Sheena unfollows Raquel, which it comes out that the night of their Watch What Happens live t- taping, which was earlier this week, I think it was Tuesday, um, that's where Raquel tells Sheena the truth. And reports have come out that Sheena clocked her. And she's staying quiet, Sheena, because she doesn't want anybody to press charges. I mean, this is this is crazy. Okay, and then 
Lala goes on a tear on her Instagram stories. It's the funniest thing I've ever seen. I put some of these on my TikTok, but really, she says she picks this like picture of him where he's in this fur coat, his pink sunglasses, his his mustache, his greasy hair, sparkle pants on stage with Tom Sandoval and the most extras. And she goes, she she uses a clipping from an article that's titled, or the headline is titled. Tom Sandoval on feuding with overly douchey Lala Kent. I don't think she's real. (coughs) 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 Oh my God. (laughs) Another quote from the article. All Lala has to do is just be real. She goes, oh, Sandoval, your problem with me is I'm a little too real for your comfort. I've seen you for who you are for a long time, and you don't like that. But I think now is the time for you to shut the fuck up. I'm eating good the next time I see you. Oh, Lordy. Like, this is, this is, (laughs) I mean, it's like so petty, but it's crazy. And then I made a, I, I mean, what else is happening? I know that Katie put clowns on her, her Instagram story, clown emojis. Dumois posts this. I guess somebody sent a, a blind to them for like a few months back, basically telling them that this was happening, but they wanted to hold back on sharing because they wanted to respect Ariana. But the whole thing is messy. Then we have, then it comes out that the producers got word of went down and made the decision to fire up the cameras with the entire cast to document the coming days. So, you know, Andy definitely, definitely made sure that that was going to happen. So I'm grateful because we're going to be able to see all this and we're going to be able to see everybody's like real reactions. I'm trying to think if there's anything like really notable. Um, oh, oh, a couple things I want to address. The uh, Tom Schwartz rumor from Coachella. It is now being said it was Sandoval, not Schwartz. And Schwartz just ran with the rumor because he's protecting his friend. And he's protecting his friend all week because if you have seen any of these videos that are recirculating from the last week, it's just like so cringy and creepy and gross to see basically them reacting to people asking about Raquel this and I'm talking about it being Sandoval and Schwartz together right and these these interviewers are are asking about it they're like so what are your thoughts on Raquel and blah 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 and Sandoval sitting there like well like when you watch it back now it's so obvious but like in the time you know we didn't even put that on our bingo card at all um but holy moly, um, this is gross. It comes out that it was like over, it's been over seven months. Apparently, Tom was planning to tell Ariana that they are in love. Now, these are all reports. We'll see what comes out. Like I said, I like to give you what's out there. I like to get to the truth and we'll get there. Um, but I just want to kind of lay down the get- groundwork. You guys are in this with me. We're all consuming the same stories. And I just feel like, this one was different. I don't know, um, you know, I don't know what Ariana's thinking right now, but all I have to say is Ariana and Katie better open that sandwich shop like yesterday. They better get, you know, 
international national shipping setup because I will literally put in an order for like 30 sandwiches to be delivered to New York State if that means I can support them. And you know what? I think they deserve that. Um, a couple other things just to comment on this whole thing and then I'll change the subject a little bit because we have been talking about this on length, at length. Um, God, I'm just looking at my notes. There's just such crap, guys. I mean, it's coming out that that really the way Ariana found out was that she was at his concert, went to the bathroom, like saw the fo- his phone, Sandoval's phone, and found videos of Rachel. Rachel. Oh my, oh my gosh, she is Rachel. Raquel touching herself. I mean, it's too much information for me, honestly. I, the point is it's bad, you guys. And, you know, upon confrontation, it was found out that they've been in this affair for like seven plus months. Uh, wow. Okay. That is so bad. But apparently they were going to be telling Ariana that they like care about each other and that they have feelings for, I, it's just, it's just bad. And, you know, people are commenting that we're going too hard on Raquel. It's not just Raquel. Okay, Raquel and the Katie situation, fine. Because they weren't best friends. It's still shitty. I, In my opinion, for her to do that to Katie was like, why? What are you doing? There are a million people in L.A. You're going to pick Schwartz? Like, I, it's just, to me, no. But I could move on from it, okay? This is different. Because I believe, and I think we'll all see it, and we have seen it, Ariana has been, like, truly rooting for Raquel forever. Like, always trying to almost, like, be a big sister to her, you know, help her with decision-making, like, talk things through, get her back out there. And we just saw a preview for this next week's episode, and it is so hard to watch because it's literally Ariana taking Raquel out like shopping to talking about like getting back out there, blah, 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 blah. Like, this is bad. This is just bad. Um, so we're in for an entertaining season and I put this on my TikTok, and these are, this is my thoughts. Here's how I'll like wrap this up in a bow. More is going to come out. We're going to have more to talk about. I don't want to like go into every day. Like we have these feelings. Obviously I think a lot of our feelings are also shared. (laughs) Um, reunions. For whatever reason, they're never live. And I think it's because they're just so long. The taping takes like 12 plus hours. It's a full day thing. And I think there's just a lot of logistics that make it hard when there's an audience there. Um, however, I am going to put out on the into the universe, and I did it via TikTok, via Instagram. This reunion for Vanderpump Rules for this season, we need, this is not a want, we need a live studio audience, okay? I will pay a premium to sit there for 12 plus hours to watch Katie, Lala, Ariana, hey, even Sheena, okay? Eviscerate their castmates. Wow. That is gold, okay? And if Bravo wants to make an extra buck, they can make an extra buck off of tickets, they can create merch for this reunion. Like this is this has legs, all right? So my hope is that they do that. And if they do, I hope I get invited. <laughs> um, but anyway, all this Vanderpump rule stuff is so crazy. Like my phone has been blowing up. All my friends who've been watching this stuff for years are like really shook to the core. 
this is so fucked up and awful. And I had said earlier also, like, the whole restaurant, the actual Schwartz and Sandy's, like, what about the business owners? What about his parents that invested a quarter mil into this place? Like, what? That's who I'm worried about. And Ariana, of course. She's my priority. Um, But, like, there are so many people affected by his, like, dumb ass choices. And now we all get to just watch it. And it's entertainment for us. Listen, I don't want, I never want, like, I don't wish bad on people. I just wish for accountability. That's all. So he's going to have to just deal with this now. I mean, he made choices and maybe he'll walk into the sunset forever with Raquel, but damn. Woo. Okay. That was a lot. Let's just talk about, you know, high level, some of the other episodes this week. Um, Real Housewives of Miami. If you guys are not watching, like what is you doing? I found the episode so good. I cannot wait for this reunion. Um, did you guys see Larsa on, uh, Sherry's show? Holy, oh, not Scott. Oh my God. Not Sherry's show. Wow. Tamron Hall. Did you guys see Larsa on Tamron Hall's show this past week? Woo! I did feel like Tamron Hall was coming at Larsa a little bit too hard. And during the commercial break, Larsa apparently said that to Tamron Hall and Tamron Hall was having none of that. Okay, she got real spicy when they got off of cam off of the commercial break and said, so, Larsa, you feel like I'm being some type of way. I don't think I am. Tell me how. Like, wow, that's usually not what happens on TV. Um, But I do. I think Tamron Hall was asking she was asking questions, but they were all super. I don't know. I just felt like they were very dirty if you will like I don't want to say dirty that's not the right word I don't know they were just like they were pointed and they were very purposeful as all questions typically are but it just felt like there was this edge to them um and Larsa picked up on that and she was not into it and you know what I don't blame her for speaking up and that's her truth whatever um it was just crazy I'm like damn I I, not how I would have handled the interview but to each their own anywho that happens, but Real Housewives of Miami was really great. I cannot wait for this reunion. Dr. Nicole is going to come out guns blazing. Can't wait. I think it's her time to shine. I, I know that she's going to be so ready. Um, I'm really interested to see how Alexia and um, Adriana speak because I feel like, you know, upon reflection and seeing like the other episodes, I was going to do a whole episode, a podcast episode about Adriana and like the way her comments failed her as they should as she was relating her like not even broken foot to Frankie's accident um but then I sat with it because I'm like this woman cannot mean this like there's no way and sure enough the next week's episode Adriana was so apologetic and understood why it sounded awful and so on and so forth so I'm glad I like held back a little bit on that because I was just waiting like this cannot be how Adriana really feels. Um, I still think what she said is stupid. And I think she doesn't filter herself. Like she just goes below the belt. Um, but it's so funny. I'm I'm kind of like through this, like seeing Alexia and Marisol and how they're not willing to like listen was a little bit sad to me. Like these people have been friends for so long. Um, and I feel like Marisol, like there's something off. 
I know she's funny with her cockies and hoo ha and whatever, but like I, I don't know. I just feel like she's very like she was. She's she definitely like guesses up Alexia in the, in the way of meaning. You know, when Alexia's upset about something, Marisol's like, yes, you should be upset. You should be upset. And it's sort of like, girl, like, let her come to the conclusion on her own. Like, I know you're her friend. And, like, I get it. But there's just something. I don't know, guys. I, you know how I am about intuition. And, like, just, I, I just, there's something off. But we'll see. I know she's been around and she's funny. And, like, don't get me wrong. But I don't know. I'm just not loving it. We'll see. Anyway, that was a great episode. Obviously... We had um, we had the Potomac season two episode happen last week. So I'm very excited about tonight to round it out. I think, what, is this the last one now? It's part three. I'm very excited for that. So that's that we'll be able to talk about that this week. Um, Jersey, I'm so excited after, like, going off of last week's episode, and I did some recaps on my TikTok, so feel free to, like, jump over there and see what I have to say. But I think the one thing I really want to talk about, and there's a lot of things I could talk about, you know that there's a lot I could talk about. But what I'm going to talk about today is Danielle Cabral and her hands. Her hands. I'm using my hands as I'm saying that. I don't know if you can feel that energy. But, and I made a video about this because I had to. I had to. On behalf of <laughs> tri-state area Italian-Americans. I'm talking New York, New Jersey, Connecticut. Also our friends in the Jewish community. Also, some of our Puerto Rican friends, which they've let me know. We talk with our hands to emote, okay? It's a form of expression. It's another extension of us talking, okay? And if we can't get loud in spaces, we use our hands because it's like volume without really turning up the volume, if you know what I'm saying. But we're not using our hands to get in your face. You will know the difference, okay? And, you know, I grew up in, in an Italian-American culture, my dad, my dad is very Italian. Okay. So for me, this is just like another, it's just how you speak. It's just how you speak. And for Jackie to be like, excuse me, get your hands out of my face, please. Was so Jackie, first of all, come on, you know, that that's how we speak. Like, please, please. She's a smart woman. She just got fumbled and didn't know what to say. And that's all she could say. So fine. I have also made comments about how, you know, I miss Jackie, blah, 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 blah. Here's what I'll say after these episodes. <laughs> the choice to make Jackie a friend of was genius because now she's fighting for her job back, right? She's, she's slighted. She's pissed. She's coming out and saying whatever the hell she wants. And that makes for great entertainment. And I feel like she is actually good in this situation. Like, she is better in this role than she was, in my opinion, the full time. And I know her story was important, and I'm so glad that she spoke on it. And I'm, I'm glad it got her to a place that she is now. I mean, that's all you could ask for, right? But her performance as a housewife is is far better as a friend of. That's just my opinion. Thus far, we'll see. Um, but going back to the hand thing. Okay. So when Jackie says this to Danielle, I'm like, oh, hell no. And can I just say Danielle handled that with such poise and I really resonated with it. 
you would know if my hands were in your face. Like, yes, absolutely. I really, really feel like Danielle is that new generation of New Jersey that we need. And I had a really interesting conversation with Housewives and Chit Chat a few weeks ago where we were talking about just like longevity of people and blah, blah, blah. And she made a really interesting point and I wanted to bring it here. She was like, I feel like Housewives should be capped at seven seasons. I'm like, what? How could you say that? I'm like, what? But then I'm like, no. I mean, some of my favorite scripted shows are like seven seasons because the storylines run out, right? Like you got to end the story. It's okay. And I feel like that's definitely what's happening with Jersey. We are exhausted of the storylines. We need new ones. And I feel like we are at this kind of crossroads where we have to figure it out like and I feel like this is I feel like this is happening in real time we're having like real testing in real time and what do I mean by testing I mean that production editors bravo are listening to our reactions week after week every time we hear about Teresa and Joe and Melissa drama like, cause I, I, all I'm hearing is we're tired of it. We're annoyed. Like people, yes, are commenting it, but like we're bored and tired of it. So I feel like it's a litmus test and we're going to see what happens. But I, I said this, I, I agree with her. And this is just a testament to that because we're at season, what, 13 now. It's like, oh, geez, like I, we got to be over this. Like this is a long time to be talking about this. So I actually feel like, Danielle adds such a good energy to this show that was needed and was missing. And I feel like she is giving us comedic relief that is definitely missing because I feel like, um, you know, I feel like Jen Aiden and Margaret really came on to do that. And they, they do still do that, but they're so in the drama now that we're, seeing them less in that funny comedic relief role, if you know what I mean. Um, so I think Danielle is an excellent choice. I'm really excited to see like where her story goes. Um, I cannot, I cannot ignore that they have the whole storyline with her brother happening, but I don't think he's going to get involved. I, I, like I said, I was on a podcast with besties by Bravo and she was talking about how she thinks Bravo is going to be like knocking on the door. I don't know. I don't think so. Because I think that this brother like didn't even want her to be on social media. I was like making fun of her for, for that. So who knows? Um, there's just a lot to talk. There's so much going on. I feel like every week I think, oh, it's going to be a quiet week. LOL. Um, not. So I'm excited about this week. I think we've got really good shows coming up. I'm, I'm very, very interested about Vanderpump Rules and like what we're going to see. I'm excited about Summer House. I know that we're going to see like Carl and Kyle actually talk this week, which is great because Lord knows they need to communicate. They don't. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm just like, I'm really feeling like we're in a really good place with Bravo shows right now, meaning every single one of them is giving. Um, I don't feel disappointed by any, and I just feel like the drama outside is only adding to it. Um, but you know, a good week ahead. I'm really excited. The Vanderpump Rules stuff, guys, I'm going to keep trying to give you as many hot takes information throughout the week, but you can find that on my socials. You know where to find me at underscore A-L-I-X. 
C-R-O-S-S, that's underscore Alex Cross. And I'm just really, really (laughs) nervous for, honestly, for us and our mental health heading into this week, guys. Uh, Wish I was kidding. Half kidding. Always prioritize your mental health. I will leave you on that note. Have a great week, and let's catch up next week. Bye.